0: The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire, GB. So good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And in the case of Martin Hughes, good bath time. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. My name is Rob Neill. Because our normal host cat Victorino is having her birthday this week and spending time with her husband. Happy birthday cat, from all of us. But joining me tonight I do have James Little and Deepak Gohill. How are we gentlemen?
1: Hello. Hi oh, guys, good.
0: Good to have everyone on board today. So it's been a little while ago now since we last played on that Thursday night shootout. Which we ended up losing 41-39 to Los Angeles. What were your immediate takeaways? Start with Deepak. <laughs>
2: fact that we scored thirty nine points, that's a lot. We haven't scored that that many points in a in a very long time. I actually confess that I fell asleep towards the end of that game. So when I woke up and saw thirty nine by our score name, I thought, What did how, did we actually salvage this? But we missed it by two points. But I think it shows that, you know, we actually have an offence that can put points away. Ordinarily you score thirty nine points against the Rams at home and you're gonna win the game, aren't you?
0: But we didn't. Absolutely. Also, that one hurt me a bit because having put, well, kept the Seahawks to 12 points the previous Sunday to let him 41 against the Rams seems a little bit sort of step backwards on the defence. Um, what do you think, James?
1: We're getting painfully close to winning these games, aren't we? Um, <laughs> which it's it is such small margins. And I think that when we do get that first win, I hope it's this coming week, uh, I think we're going to get back-to-back wins when that happens. Obviously, it depends who we play. Um, it's, just, it's just so close, but it's pro- the main thing for me, the main takeaway is it's progress. Like Deepak said, we scored 39 points. I cannot remember, we, did we do that all of last season? To my immediate knowledge, I don't think we did. Um, yeah, so you're going back a while since we scored that many points. I think the offense certainly answered a lot of questions. Uh, well answered against a lot of criticism let's say it that way but yeah so close but not close enough I'm afraid we'll get there
0: okay last week we were talking a lot about Brian Hoyer and should he be replaced and obviously he came out through an interception on the first pass but after that Hoyer seemed to sort of show his quality so um, do you think that's a statement against about how we should stick with Hoyer for a bit longer James
1: yeah, um, I, I definitely wasn't with the, you know, it, it was it was only two games. You can't just kick a guy and put a rookie in after that. Um, I think he answered a lot of critics. That When he first came out through the interception, the first pass, I was like, oh, no, oh, no, this it's just going to go. But fair play to him. He, uh, he grew as the game went on. Um, he looked confident. And the offense, I mean, I mean, we scored 39 points. So, you know, they, they did their job in uh, my opinion. So, uh, yeah, I think he, he definitely proved a lot of people wrong uh, and proved once again he's a he's a capable quarterback.
0: He certainly is. Um, I think the first two weeks, our offense has consisted mainly of running Carlos Hyde and trying to throw in that big bomb down the field to Marquise Goodwin. But we finally looked for Pierre Garçon and I think he responded rather well now.
2: Yeah, I think right now he is pretty much the bulk of our offense. Um, Garçon is... Is a solid possession receiver, and from what I do remember seeing of that game, the thing that I liked about Gosson's game was that he was willing to fight for that extra yard after the catch or after, the, or after getting possession, so I can see him getting the ball more, but just a word on Hoyer, you know, after throwing um, such a tragic play from his first snap, uh, he could have fallen to pieces, uh, he didn't. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was against the Rams where Kaepernick threw two straight pick sixes in that game and they uh, they just fell apart. But Hoyer kept it together, I think, with Gossam. Yeah, I think we've got some semblance of uh, of a pass offence, um, but we need to be more consistent and we need to be able to distribute the football with our other receivers and tight ends.
0: Absolutely. I think it's something we're looking for Charles On did eventually open up Goodwin as well, so we think you would finally see him catch one of those long fifty yarders. If he had done that a week ago or two weeks ago, we may be one and one already going into this somehow. But but and Carlos Hyde looked good.
2: No, no, I'm saying it just shows the margins that James was talking about. Just one of those bombs catched could have made the difference between us being one and one and now we're on three, you know. It's those very small margins. And even against the Rams, I I believe it was an offense. It was a pass interference that wasn't called, and plus we had another penalty that took us out of field goal yardage to win the game. And these are tiny margins that cost you games. You know, tiny margins that cost you games.
1: I think we have been at fault for some poor officiating, uh, not just this season. Thinking back from last season, but then the lack of discipline that the team again looking back at last season. The lack of discipline that the team showed last season, uh, and. Glimpses of it starting of this season, I think it does. Uh, it puts the officiating team into a bad mindset, and these calls are going against us at the minute. Let's hope that stops. Um, and I think as officiating, as in the NFL as a whole, is it's an incredibly difficult job in any sport. I think, um, but you know, like you say, it's these very very fine margins in this particular sport and this particular game. Uh, that costs teams, and yeah, we are 0-3 at the minute, Uh, that record could quite easily be very different, Uh, you know, we could be 2-1, I mean, we will beat against the Panthers, but the past two games, such small margins, Um, I was pleased, just for you, Rob, when I was watching the game, and Goodwin got that 50-yard reception, like, yes, that's the play that Rob's been talking about, since we signed this guy, that's what he's capable of, and that's kind of the play that you witnessed when you saw him in Wembley. So I was pleased. Yeah. I was pleased when that came. I thought straight away, "Of you, mate." And um, you know, <laughs> he's got. Like, he clearly got the ability to do those sorts of plays. And it's like very Deepak said rightly. Um, it's that sort of play that could win us a game uh, in the you know the dying seconds or when whatever time during the game. It's that quick, uh, that quick bomb downfield that changes games. So yeah. It was unlucky. It was unfortunate, but uh, we're getting there. In my opinion, there's certain progress that again could come back to bite us this week. I'm <laughs> so apprehensive of things. I say, but uh, yeah, I think it's uh, progress, definitely.
0: I mean, some of those penalties are, I mean, yes, there's some like the Trent Taylor one was a joke to be honest. But there were some, there were some offensive sort of procedural calls wouldn't there where there were sort of false starts and. Uh, mm-hmm pass interference on defence and jumping into the neutral zone and stuff which is discipline really and we need to make sure we improve on that but yeah. i was just thinking to myself watching the game how i was just got to the point where i was thinking how well robbie gould had started the season <laughs> and then he went and missed the extra point which yeah. so in turn then forced the two-point conversion otherwise we could have been all square couldn't we so yeah but um and uh
2: and an onside kick recovery—got to love it when you do that. That's like Madden football when you start doing stuff like that. It's yeah. great, but, yeah, but not when you lose.
0: <laughs> it was nice to finally score a touchdown, though. We'll take, take that positive away. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, and uh, it was Hoyer that scored our first touchdown, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Hoyer that scored?
1: And I think Hoyer scored, yeah. I think. Uh, I think because it was Hoyer that scored our first touchdown. I mean, I had Carlos Hyde completely being our offense again during this game. Uh, he only got eight to four yards. Well, I only eight four yards isn't a bad return at all, is it? But uh, Carlos Hyde got two touchdowns and Hoyer got two touchdowns, didn't he? That's uh, yeah. that's not a bad return on any team's offense. Um, so, yeah, I was pleased that he got the first touchdown, even though I had Hyde to, uh, to get it. He, he got his two again but uh yeah garson i think it was an incredible effort by garson just that it reminds me a bit of uh, the way anquan bolden that tough you know you, you won't get the ball off that receiver he's a strong tough receiver and he'll he'll carry carry three men an extra yard or two to get that extra yard or two which is great to see that's the sort of player that the fans love uh you know they're looking to go the extra yard literally the extra yard for the team so uh, yeah I was well impressed with the offence as a whole to be honest and I was singing the defence's praises before um, so let's hope you know this week coming week both sides of the ball turn up they've had a little, little extra long break uh, with the playing on the Thursday so uh, it's, a, it's positive I'm always Mr. Positive mate
0: some of those catches from Carson particularly the diving ones when he was sort of toe-tapping and keeping his feet in bounds that was Catch of the year potential. Yeah, amazing what he was doing.
2: The toe, the toe dragger. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, some very special play. It takes immense discipline and athleticism to pull off something like that. Whenever I see those catches on TV, I think, you know, these are that that takes incredible mental strength as well as physical athleticism to pull off. So, yeah, and you know, he's waning in his career, but right now. He's what we've got and he's doing it for us. We just need the defence to step up a little bit and I think we could be cooking.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Do we think that defense's issues on that game were more to do with just how much they've been on the field in the previous two games?
2: Yeah, that's absolutely a, a fair comment. I mean, some of the tackling was atrocious. You know, um, We were not very good tackling. Navarro Bowman missed a few. Um, but, yeah, is there a reason why were we like that? I, I think it's... They're knackered. Look how long they spent in the, on the field against Seattle,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
2: and the game before that, and against the Panthers at home, they were always on the field. And you know, I think the other thing we need to worry about is we need to get a pass rush from somewhere. We're going to have to get to the quarterback. Well, we're not doing it. Goff was Goff was had way too much time in his in the pocket. Yeah. We need to get a We need to get a pass rush going.
1: We. Uh we made him look like that number one pick, didn't we? Really, we in terms of not being a, you know, he 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 got he performed very well. That young lad did for them, uh, but we made him look good in terms of not putting him us putting him under enough pressure, uh, which is I think something that they've got to work on going into this week, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, from what I'm reading and everything that's coming out, the practice sessions. Uh, a, a lot more, the intensity all, has all been turned up a notch because, again, they're all still new. Everyone's still trying to impress everyone. So the practice sessions, um, the intensity's up a notch from last season and the season before. So, and that combined with the time spent on the field, these guys are going to get fatigued and tired. Uh, which is something that they they all as a collective i'm sure if we can recognize it the professionals in the organization are clearly going to recognize it so i do think it's something that will improve um also as they get more comfortable with the schemes and stuff they're not going to have to work on learning them as hard and you know running through the play after play after play they're going to get more familiar with the scheme um so they are they're going to spend less time not less time practicing but you know practicing the same thing and they'll get fitter as the season goes on anyway well, the good
0: news for you, James, is looking at like that. Reuben Foster could be back uh, soon. Your uh, man crush can be back on the field.
1: Can't wait. Can't wait. What talent I think that kid's got.
0: Yeah. Um, one more question on that one. This is a more lighter hearted note. What do you think of the Rams' colour rush uniforms?
1: Oh, God. Uh, uh,
2: uh, well, this isn't saying much, but they were better than the Denver Broncos throwback uniforms, which were just plain vile. They were hideous. The brown and yellow ones. Um, no, I didn't like the. Pro- I, do you know what? I don't like our color rush uniforms either. So I'm not really gonna say too much about the Rams. But
1: yeah,
2: it's a no from me. I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> I uh, had to turn the the brightness down on the television a few notches. Put it that way. <laughs> no, I'm not hey, big yeah. on not big on the color rush uh, uniforms. So I'd much prefer a a throwback, a full throwbacks, you know, (laughs) well, I suppose they can't can't really change back to the old Reebok jerseys and stuff, can they, because of the makers and the sponsorships and the, you know, all the deals that they have, but I'd really like, I'd like to see that, like, proper throwbacks rather than colour rushes, but it's commercialism, it sells more jerseys, it's another jersey to buy, so, yeah, I wasn't impressed by them, I'd say I'm very much with Deepak, I'm not big on any of the colour rushes, especially the Seahawks, oh, but yeah Dear, yeah that one's awful oh jeez, they all are but yeah no no not big i'm not big on it
0: no yeah, i think we're all on agreement on that one okay so let's move on from looking backwards and well, the 49ers obviously in week three the nfl visited wembley and the british media picked up on a lot of things going on most of which they've basically entitled donald trump versus the nfl now obviously, as 49er fans, we're a, bit a little bit more exposed to some of the protests that have been going on from when Colin Kaepernick started taking the knee during the anthem last season. But a lot of the media, especially the British media, are picking up on that very much as after Mr. Trump's comments, a lot of players responded this this week. And then when God Save the Queen came on, everybody stood up again. So, um,
2: I mean, I think the American media and need to understand what these players are protesting about. And I think the show of solidarity is exactly solidarity. You had coaches, you had teams linking arms, and a lot of them were to show solidarity to their teammates' right to protest. Um, I think this is a very controversial issue. We know that it is. Um, But I do believe that Donald Trump decided to pick a fight with the NFL as a smokescreen for the other things in his life that he need that he needs to di- divert attention from, and he did it in the best possible way by garnering the people that got him elected were the ones that were overly nationalistic, etc., almost jingoistic um, in their tendencies, and they picked people of color and they picked a flag, an easy target to draw up a huge controversy where elsewhere in the White House there's Russians, there's healthcare legislation. There's North Korea, and now there's family members sending emails on personal addresses. So I think it was very clever what he did, how he did it, and the timing that he did it. And don't forget, Donald Trump was uh, an owner of the, of the New Jersey Generals in the USFL that, that became defunct. So I think maybe he's having a pop at the NFL too. But I do think he, um, well, the NFL sent him a very strong message, but it's divided a lot of supporters though.
0: Certainly, certainly has. Uh, so the Cowboys were sort of the as America's team were sort of being watched very carefully. When Jerry Jones came out and said they were going to be united in what they did, And until so they all dropped to a knee together, I noticed on Monday Night Football. Uh, James, have you got anything to add to?
1: Just that uh, I think Deepak put a post up in the group, and I think there was a lot of comments and a lot of things said on that. The biggest takeaway for me was the fact that, well, saying. Deepak's just said it. I didn't realise it. It is a very clever thing uh, that he's done. Uh, Whether it was his idea or not, I don't know. You make your mind up about that. But uh, I think he, he chose to try and divide people with the one thing that unites people. And that sport, our group's a prime example. that. Like you look at the the people who comment and where they come from. You know we've got guys from all over the U.S., guys from you. You know we have friends in Germany, guys all over the United Kingdom. All people from all different walks of life, all united under one sports team. And that's what I think these guys, they're just showing solidarity. It's not whether you know he wants to kneel for the national anthem or why he wants to do it, and he doesn't want to kneel and stand with his hand on his heart for the national anthem. Um, I think he picked the fi- i think he picked a fight with the wrong sort of people, and that 's you know just sports fans in general and uh yeah great deflection tactic Deepak's made me think to be honest i didn't really think about it at all, but great deflection tactic it's worked it's caused worldwide media um it's more than likely caused splits and divisions with you know probably friends and fellow fans of uh, sports organisations and I think it's had the desired effect for him Uh, but I do think it's backfired it's all it's done to me show solidarity and uh, unity amongst uh, sports teams and sports fans so that's that's all I think I'll comment on it
2: let me ask you guys a question I mean um, for our Premier League and Football League matches we don't play the National Anthem we usually we always play to internationals along with the opposition's and at cup finals the national anthem will get played. Do you think we should play it
1: before our premier league matches and our football league matches because we don't do that here. We just don't. It'd be strange to suddenly introduce something like that, isn't it? It's very much tradition in America. Um, I don't know so I don't know there's the argument with the you know the, with the premier league and that we have a lot more foreign players in, in America, you know there's there's the odd guy that's uh, not American. The majority of them are. So I don't know whether you'd cause an issue with that. Um, I don't know. I don't really know the answer to that, Deepak. I mean, I would, certainly wouldn't be against it. Um, I think it would. It could cause issues. Um, yeah. Why not? In my opinion, I, I wouldn't be against it. But I just I think it'd be difficult to suddenly introduce it. But there'd be more questions raised why we'd, they, we'd suddenly start doing it. To be honest.
2: Yeah. I think so.
0: I think it's a good idea, but I think, like James is saying, it's sort of about the, as um, I put it, the the number of different nationalities that are represented over here. and It'd be perhaps strange to introduce now, but it could be a united thing as well. But I think the culture in the background is a lot more patriotic in America than it is, or more visibly patriotic. Should I say for the the Pledge of Allegiance every morning to the flag and that we just a lot of British people seem a lot more sort of apathetic about it <laughs> I don't mean that negatively it's just it's the culture we're here we're in now.
2: I think we just show our patriotism in a different way in America the flag and the national anthem are terribly important uh, and they are to us as well but I think that our actions as patriots are also very important I mean just because you don't wear a the pink ribbon for breast cancer on your lapel—it doesn't mean you support cancer. You know, the the anthem and the flag are a component of of your patriotism. But you know, as for having a national anthem played at football matches over here, I, I, I don't really care if they do or, the, or if they don't. If they play it, I'll listen to it and I'll behave in the in the way that protocol would dictate. But I'm not asked, you know. And to be honest, I think we've got such an international Premier League. It probably doesn't make much sense to have that because there's nothing British about the Premier League. It's a matter of time before the Premier League games are played in Dubai and the US and another emerging market. So I think it's much more global than just the Premier League. You know, I think it's bigger than that. And that's probably why we won't see God Save the Queen played at a Premier League game.
0: Mm -hmm. I think also the fact that the NFL is sort of one level of competition it's in the sense that all 32 teams are supposed to be on a level playing field over here you've got the premier league then you've also got the championship league one league two non-league yeah. and if it happens in the premier league then it's going to happen to Exeter city when they're playing malcolm at the weekend or yeah. or yeah. At, or at st james park newcastle or obviously leicester in the premier league but for cardiff for example what happens when you're playing cardiff or swansea and do so you have the welsh anthem or a scottish anthem in scotland rather than god save the queen and, but then when you, you look at something like the Olympics, when the, when the medals go up and the, when the anthem is played, it seems to bring a lot of more positive reaction from everybody. So there's yeah, pros and cons. Yeah.
2: Indeed. This this is quite um, a, a difficult, contentious subject that has split a lot of people up. But I think the most important thing is as long as the players are together in themselves and that a player can respect his teammate for whatever political stand they're taking regarding this and and not let it affect the way that they work. NFL players, I believe, are are highly professional and single-minded in their pursuit for success, not only for themselves as individuals, but for them as teammates. So I just hope the detrimental effect doesn't come from the players themselves thinking, well, you know, he knelt for the anthem, therefore I'm not going to protect him on this block, that sort of stuff. And I I truly do not think that
0: will happen. No, I don't think so either. If if we move on to the rest of the week three obviously there was a lot of sorry say, surprise results now the, the jets once the bears won and did anyone see the the chicago bears fake punt that went down to the one yard line and then fumbled
2: oh dear Brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and then, then seen,
0: the, the refs seen... took him off and then back on for one play and then they fumbled the snap <laughs> and they won the game
2: i've seen jerry rice actually on a he ran one of his famous slants i think it was against cincinnati at riverfront stadium and he spiked the ball at like the half yard line without realizing he'd crossed the plane and and he actually got the benefit of the doubt it clearly was a fumble because that's what it is if you spike the ball before you get to the end zone but they they let him have that one and it reminded me a lot of that in this guy he wasn't showboating he just fell asleep didn't he
1: at the
0: half yard line, and boom! <laughs> <laughs> another X forty er came in, and
1: that's right. I just heard. I just heard. Was it, it Vance McDonald? Wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I just heard. Well, just fun fun heard fun the fun. words Vance McDonald and fumble, and thought, up, oh, just another week in the NFL. Oh no, wait a minute! <laughs> so uh-huh. the uh, the sixty one yard uh, field goal for the Eagles from the rookie as well. That was fantastic to see because you don't you don't often see kick, kicking in the NFL is a very important job um, it's a very high pressure job and uh, I was just really pleased did anybody see the video of uh, his parents in the stands the reaction from his parents with the fans I just thought it was really nice um,
0: apparently Carson vents promised him his game check if he made the kick oh really? Well, as, really? As, as he ran out to kick it oh, well, that's, you make it you oh, get my game check he said oh right Now now he's he's sort of got on with that, I guess. Oh, yeah. People talk about the NFL sometimes standing for no fun league. Did you see the Von Miller Tyrod Taylor incident?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was the one where he was smiling and then they threw the flag. Yeah. He
0: did the sort of like Wayne's World type of Mm -hmm. put your hand out, take it away type of move and 15 yard penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah. Both (laughs) players laughing at each other. That was. Was, and that took Buffalo down to win the game, didn't it, basically? Yeah. Okay, so, um, James, as you mentioned, obviously the 49ers have had a nice 10-day break before we play on Sunday night against the Arizona Cardinals in the University of Arizona Stadium. They've come in off a short week, having played on Monday night. Is that an advantage, 49ers? Yeah, um,
1: I have to say, schedule, some of the scheduling this season seems mental. We've got three road games on the bounce, haven't we? Yeah,
0: we have now. Yeah.
1: So we've got three road games on the trot. And the Cardinals are coming off a short week. We're coming off a long week. Seems a bit, seems a bit bizarre that you know that this has been allowed to happen. But never mind. I think it is going to go in our favour. I think the defence is good. Must they surely must have given these guys some much needed rest? Um, and I hope this week that both sides of the ball turn up for us, because I think if we only have one side of the ball turn up for us again, unfortunately we're going to come up short just uh, again, I think. But I think we've got a lot, well, I think we have got a chance of winning this game. The most important thing I think we spoke about earlier was get pressure on that um, quarterback. And with Tank Carradine going down on IR, up goes Solomon Thomas and up goes Aaron Lynch on the uh, depth chart. And we know Aaron Lynch has got the ability, when he puts his mind to it, to uh, sack the quarterback. And, uh and a lot's been said about Buckner uh De Buckner and his qB pressures and hurries um you know he i think he ranks in the uh in the top ten in the league at least i think it's top ten in uh, his performance so i think with that being said uh we've carried in going down uh, i think solomon Thomas could be in line for a a big game this week in my opinion and uh yeah I think they all need to step up and get pressure on palmer uh and on the offensive side of the ball, watch Carlos Hyde again because I'm reading a lot of positive things about the extra work that that guy is putting in. Um, so far, it's proving to be working wonders this season. Let's hope Brian Hoyer comes and just be that stable quarterback that we we think he is and we know he can be. Let's just hope his receivers get open. let hope for a couple of big players from Goodwin. Um, a positive going into this week again. I really do think that we've got the ability... Um, to win this week, coming week. Let's hope we don't come up that painfully short distance of three points or less.
0: In terms of the pass rush, we seem to be getting a lot of pressure in the middle and making the quarterbacks move. Um, Obviously, we've had three number one picks in there in Solomon Thomas, DeForest Butner, and Harry Calmstead the year before that. But it seems to be on the edge where we're, we're not getting there and we're making quarterbacks move and they're able to able to run outside and obviously we've had Cam Newton and Russell Wilson already and the two of the more mobile quarterbacks in the league and we need to get pressure off the edge as well don't we but um I would say looking at Arizona obviously their their main threat has gone for the season in David Johnson but they still have a certain Larry Fitzgerald on their team Deepak Uh, can we stop him
2: I don't know I think Rashad Robinson needs to up his game don't you yeah I, I don't know I think combination of two things we need to really tighten up on one is our pass rush and two is our defensive secondary Uh, i don't know if we can contain the cardinals i think i loved i love james's confidence and 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 i don't think it's misguided i actually do believe we have a really good chance of winning this but i think we'll be able to do it if we do the little things right if we can contain fitzgerald players of that quality The Cardinals are not a pushover, and historically, they've owned us the last two or three seasons. They have literally owned us, which is saying something, because in what universe would would the Cardinals ever own the 49ers? But it's this universe. So I think if we treat them with a bit of respect and do the little things right, I think that little handicap that they've had of playing the Thursday night game was uh, the Monday night game, sorry. Uh, We we need to exploit that. I, I think we could have our first road game, uh first sorry, win of the season, let alone away win of the season. And I think it might be good for the team to be playing away from home. There's that little bit of pressure is off them. But then three away games in a row is is tough, you know. The boys need to be playing at home at some point. But I I do think we have an opportunity, but you know what I am gonna say, I I think we have a chance. I think we can beat them. And I think we will. Won't be won't be uh won't be big, it won't be pretty, but you know,
0: when to win, we'll we'll all take that right now. Absolutely. And so I asked the question because obviously Larry Fitzgerald has proved to be the 49er killer in recent years and we've, he's the one guy that always seems to be there but the rest of that team, on offence anyway, seems to be falling apart. Carson Palmer is doesn't look like the Carson Palmer we've seen in previous years. So This might be the right time to be playing them, especially off a short week. The one thing they have got on their defence is... Um, The Honey Badger back there. And obviously Patrick Peterson's sort of quality cornerback. So the secondary's pretty good. And they lost Calais Campbell from their defensive line there. So, James, do you think Carlos Hyde and maybe Matt Burida could find some joy running through there? A bit like Zeke did last, uh, on Monday?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think once again, it's going to be our main point of attack. Well, in my opinion, our main point of attack for the offence. Yeah, I I just think with the extra work that carlos Hyde seems to be doing uh, the use of having a full in i think is done in the world of good as well on certain plays giving him that extra second to think there's to, you know which lane to run in which way to go uh yeah i do i agree
0: okay. and obviously Aaron, i noticed that the cardinals roster has a few x 49ers on it we've got blaine gabbert anthony bethea and our own kickers Anthony andy lee and phil dawson so, would it be nice to see them again?
1: I hope they play Gabbert. That'd be nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pa- perhaps not so nice to see Bethea. I actually rated him when he played for us. and thought it was okay. But Gabbert, yeah, play him mm. by all means. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do miss Phil Dawson though. I think he was always so reliable. Um, there was never any question. You you said earlier, Robbie Gould, uh, how well he'd started the season and then he had that, a, bit of a, a bit of a mishap in the last game. So, I do miss Phil Dawson. He was one of, strangely one of my favourite players. I don't know why he just always looked so happy. And uh, even through the uh, the real terrible teams, I was going to swear then, the real terrible teams that he, uh, he played on. So, yeah. But no, by all means, play Gabbert. That'd be nice if they played Gabbert.
0: If you got out of Cleveland to come to San Francisco, you'd be happy too, mate.
1: <laughs> yeah, true.
0: Um, okay, so that's the Cardinals. James, you want to give a prediction? Do you think that we're going to win?
1: I'm full of confidence for it. Um I have been every week to be fair. It's dunno, blind faith. Uh yeah, I think we're gonna win. Um I think it'll be a tight game. I just hope that tight margin's not against us this week. I think Dpex right actually playing away from home might have uh might have a positive impact on our team because 'cause we've all read and everyone's you know, there's a lot been said about Levi's and there's a yeah, I think it might do us good actually just to be away from home. For a little while just so they can focus on football you know i think uh, i think we're going to win in short
0: yeah i agree i think we can win this one although i do acknowledge the cardinals home field advantage has been quite immense the last couple of years in that stadium but they seem to have started a little little worse this season so hopefully they'll lose another home one make it two in a row at home they lost Oh, so sorry, yeah, we, I was
2: going to say, Rob, the NFC West regression is actually is quite noticeable this year, wouldn't you say? There, There isn't really a strong team in the division. It's gone back to being fairly weak where it was quite fierce not so long ago.
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's early in the season to say that because I think this is how Seattle always start. And I think we you need another know, sort of four weeks before we know what the Seahawks really are. Although I did see Sherman have that three penalties and one play against Mariota. They're so, them. Um, Move the Titans, was it forty yards down the field?
1: And still not get still not get chucked out of the game. I cannot stand <laughs> Richard Sherman. Um I just cannot understand how he gets away with what he gets away with. Um it's it's just amazing. I think I I just yeah, I was in you know, awe, I just thought he was just being Richard Sherman, in my opinion. But I just could not understand how he stayed on that field. Or anywhere near the field, in fact.
0: So, But the question you're asking, Deepak, it's one of the questions we're going to ask in our two-minute drill to finish with. So are you guys ready yeah. to come into the two-minute drill? Yep. Okay, so let's start the clock on this one. The NFL London game started this weekend. Will we see the Niners again anytime um, soon, Deepak?
2: Yes. I um, don't see why not. The 49ers have played a couple of regular season games in London. We played Denver Broncos and we played the Jaguars. I think we're overdue. Um,
0: so, yes, I think we there's a good chance we'll see them in London. Jim, James, for you, who is your leading candidate for the league MVP at this point in the season? Oh. Three games, is
1: it? No, yeah. Uh, Brady, because Brady doing what Brady's always done, and he did it again. Yeah, so did Aaron Rodgers.
2: He did it too, didn't
1: he? He did. He's. My, I think he's the best quarterback in the league, personally, but I think there's so much, you know. So what to do with it in brackets goat okay yeah, the rams are top of the nfc west can they stay like there, you deepak?
2: said seattle are late starters can they stay there they no i i think ultimately they won't but you know they should make hay while the sun shines the rams are not as bad as they have been in years past but let's see what happens in three more weeks once seattle wake up and then we'll have a better idea
0: indeed and as deepak was saying a minute ago the nfc west used to be called the nfc worst or NFC least, you might say. Um, is it going that way again, James?
1: I think so. Unfortunately, the decline is—it's uh, <laughs> been quick, hasn't it? I think the only team that you could possibly argue who are, you, know, you said they started slow was the Seahawks. But yeah, I think it's going to be—it's going to look like the worst worst division in the league this season I think um,
0: okay, Deepa, your most underrated 49ers so far uh, you...
1: wow underrated
2: I don't think we've really highly ranked any of them but i tell you who I do like the fullback I think Drakowski how am I say his name properly
0: or the juice, as referred to him as, <laughs> was a lot easier.
2: I think we expected a lot of offence from him, especially especially <laughs> out of the backfield with shorts <coughs> and more of a, a catch-receiver as a, as a full-back. Uh, but I think some of the blocking that he's done for Carlos Hyde has been brilliant, so I'd like to put a, a nod out to Kyle Dukowski. Come on,
0: guys, it's a two-minute drill. This is not a three-and-out in and the Chip Kelly style. Let's get on with it. Mark has asked us some questions here, so let's try and get through as many as possible. Uh, Kirk Cousins, yes or no next season, James?
1: No. No. I don't think he's the answer. Okay, and to
0: finish with, we'll get both of your guys' opinion on this one. 0-3 at the moment. What do you think our final record could be? Uh,
2: do you know what? I'll be happy. I'm not, I'm not really bothered about our final record as long as we're showing some movement. I'd rather take two quality wins this year than the rubbish that we had in the two wins we had last year. As long as there's signs of forward progress, and I think we are seeing it, but if that was a question that was asked to me directly, I'd say between two and four would be the number of games we'd win this season. And that's not to being negative, that's being mindful that we're rebuilding and that there are some really good signs coming out of the team. And, you know, we will be competitive. We've just got to hang in a little bit longer and it will come good for us.
1: Uh, my initial optimism of uh, an eight-win season uh, has waned a little bit. Agree with Deepak, we are showing progress. I think injuries are going to are gonna bite us. I think there's going to... Unfortunately, we're going to have more injuries uh, to key players. I'm going to say and stick optimistic that we're going to win five, six Ooh. games. I'm hoping six. <sighs>
0: Yeah, I'm going to come down from what I said to start the season. <laughs> as well. So. But uh, I think the schedule does open up still as the season goes on. I think the, the harder part of the season is certainly earlier. I expected us to be one and two now. So um, I think we can go six wins. But I think it's more about the quality of the performances that Deepak was saying than the actual win total.
1: Yeah, definitely. Progress. Rebuilding.
0: I just want to add on the back of that when we talk about the league MVP. And obviously on a football from a pure football point of view you can't argue with Brady or Rogers as candidates and fully support that but in a, in a week where the NFL's highlighted a lot of um, issues shall we say I think there should be a special shout out or a special award for what JJ Wattstein Houston yeah. this last couple of months yeah. and what he's raised what is it 30 or 35 million dollars now for hurricane relief yeah and yeah. there's somebody who's using his public persona and platform for for the right reasons I we say in the right way and and unifying people again so um, credit to what he's done and, and obviously he's a quality player and we've seen some of that and in what he did in one of the weeks anyway in the game they won but so congratulations to JJ Watt and the effort he's put in in, in that so um, that is our show for this week gentlemen thank you very much for being with me and I'd just like to say as usual thank you to Mark Lyon for the research Daryl Neal's um, and for the pick six competition make sure that people get their picks in i see dpac's doing very well in that competition and he says we're going to win this week so that's a good sign and of course and of course graham for the editing James for all the work you do on the social media and um, and to Kat again once again happy birthday and we have hope to see if you're back next week and after we've beaten the arizona cardinals as everyone said we would we'll see you next week thank you very much and goodbye mm-hmm.